Hey girl, happy Tuesday. Thanks so much for coming back to today's podcast. I hope your Thanksgiving was wonderful, whether you spent it with friends or family. I had a really wonderful Thanksgiving. I visited my boyfriend's family and it was absolutely amazing. It was filled with so many laughs, memories, and great conversations. It was so fun and I'm really thankful for how great the trip was. But yeah, now I'm back in Arizona working away and I'm uh, recording this intro a little bit later than I recorded the episodes. If the audio sounds slightly different, it's because I prepped the main bulk of this episode last week. But today we are talking all about how to trust God with your mind, with your anxious thoughts specifically, Of course, we should trust God with our purpose and our ideas and what we give to the world. But I think that one way that we could distract ourselves from our purpose is by focusing on worry and anxiousness. And in this episode, I'm going to just be sharing six steps that have helped me when it comes to figuring out how to overcome my anxious thoughts and how to deal with them. For me, when life gets busy, when I'm not getting enough sleep or when I'm exhausted, those kind of creep up a little bit more. And so, you know, if you're going through an anxious time, especially with the holidays picking up and life is getting busy and maybe you're not taking care of yourself as much, if your brain and your, your mental state is feeling a little bit low, I hope these tips help you guys. And, and also, too, if you have any tips you want to share that help you with your mental health, please send them to me and I'd love to share them on my Instagram stories. You could email me your tips and different steps that you use at mygirlgodsgotyou at gmail.com email or you could just DM them to me at the Girl God's Got You podcast. I would love to hear different life lessons you have learned about handling mental health and different tips that you have that you may want to share with others. But before we dive into that, I want to just touch on some of the topics that we talk about in the intro. This is one of my favorite parts to kind of dive into what I want to share as far as quotes, my God's got you moment, goals, favorites, journal prompts, all that. So to start off, I want to dive into the quote, and this really applies to today's episode. The quote is by a woman named Allison Marie, and I just looked up some quotes on Pinterest, and this one really popped out to me, so I'm excited to share it today. And the quote by Alison Marie says, I think part of trusting God is looking to the future with excitement, not worry and dread. We know that he is going to work everything out for his good. And in that, joy is found. Now, I thought this quote was very suitable for today's episode because it's really all about learning to release thoughts to God, asking for his guidance in how to handle these things, and then from there, looking to the future with excitement, looking at the good things in life instead of worrying about the things that we're trying to leave behind to God. And this quote was wonderful. I have it posted in a graphic on my Girl God's Got You Instagram. If you want to save it or use it as a wallpaper or anything, I always like to have nice quotes to look at in my camera roll as either inspiration or motivation. But I love that quote. It was awesome to find that on Pinterest, and I hope that you guys like it as well. So now I want to dive into the God's Got You moment of the week. And as I shared just a couple minutes ago, I traveled to my boyfriend's uh, family's home for Thanksgiving and spent time with the parents and the siblings and his grandmother, and it was just so sweet. So many sweet memories, and I love family time and getting to know other families and hearing family stories. It was wonderful. So that's definitely my God's Got You moment of the week, a huge highlight of my week. And then I would say a second highlight 
is that I'm really kind of getting back on track with work. There's a lot of different fun projects going on and it is very busy, but it's just such a positive thing um, to, to have passion behind the work you're doing. And so I'm very grateful for that and for being able to work at a job that I love. So I'd say those are the God's Got You moment of the weeks of the week. Great family time and also really loving the projects at work. And if you guys have a God's Got You moment of the week that you want to share, maybe a highlight or a life lesson you're learning or a way that God's working in your life, please share them with me on my email or the podcast Instagram. I would love to share it in upcoming podcast episodes so that we could all share our highlights and how God is working in our lives together as a community. So now I want to dive into the goals of the week. Uh, My two goals are first, I really want to journal more. I have been trying to journal each morning, especially with last week's episode. If you didn't hear about it, we talk a little bit about journaling, but I feel more calm in the day when I journal, and so that's something I still want to do. I'd say out of the seven days a week, recently I've been journaling four or five days. It used to be pretty much every day, and now it's getting a little bit less, sometimes only three days. A couple weeks ago, I only journaled like two days in the week, but journaling is great, so that's just a goal I want to focus on. I also want to cook a new recipe. Uh, Aaron and I were watching this video on how to make these cool pretzels, so maybe we'll make that this weekend. I'm not sure, but I want to try out a new recipe, whether it's cooking a savory food or baking something sweet, but I'm looking forward to that. It'll be wonderful. So yeah, those are just my two fun goals of the week. I kind of want to have goals that are not work-related so that I kind of have a little space from just doing work. But yeah, those are my goals. And I hope that they inspire you to have some fun goals, whether it is about work or school or just some fun stuff on the side. So now I'm going to be sharing the favorites of the week. So this week, the one favorite that I want to share is my claw clip. Uh, I like to call them butterfly clips because butterfly sounds nicer than claw. And I know every single 20-something-year-old girl wears these clips, but let me just say, when you're rushed and you don't really have a lot of time to do your hair, it looks professional, but you could also work out in these clips and then you could wear it kind of loose to look more natural. It's just a really easy way to do your hair, look good, feel good, and it's a good way to put your hair up without using a lot of heat on your hair. So I got my claw clip, my favorite one, at a local grocery store, but I'll just link um, just one of the popular ones on Amazon. Not really wanting you guys to buy all these things I'm mentioning in my favorites, but I, as I've said previously, I just like to share what I'm loving this week, and um, I think it's entertaining, and I love listening when other people share their favorites. And now I'm gonna be just going into the journal prompt of the week before we dive into the topic. So last week, just to give you a rundown, my journal prompt was what are the three biggest ways God has shown up in your life this year? And this kind of had to do with the Thanksgiving gratefulness episode. And so I'd say the three biggest ways that God has shown up in my life this year is first through the relationship I have with my boyfriend, Aaron. I feel as though one way God shows love to us is through the love that other people show us. I feel that God puts certain people in our life for a reason, and one of those reasons is a form of love. Because, you know, God loves us so much, He wants to put great people in our life who will show us love. Love that's Christ-like, love that's unconditional, 
And that's the love I really feel from Aaron. And so not to get too mushy, but I, I'm very grateful for my relationship I have with him. And I think that's one big way that God just continues to show up in my life. So the second one is a little less romantic, but the second way I think God has shown up in my life is the self-confidence that I've been really working on in myself and my work. And I think that God has just really fostered that. I feel so much more confident in who I am and what I stand for and also in my job. I've been out of college since, let's see, April 2020. So it's been a little while, not not too long though. So I, I definitely have more confidence in my job and then, you know, just in myself as a person. I'm so grateful for that and how God's just been really showing up. It's been a long journey, but I'm grateful that it's it's going on and on. And the last way I think God has really shown up is just the family, um, my family being healthy. I'm so grateful for the health. There's just, you know, a lot of different hills and valleys that have gone on in the past couple of years with, with the health of the family, but I'm really grateful that family is healthy and not only are they healthy, but they're thriving. So super grateful for that. So those are the three biggest ways that God has shown up in my life this year. I just journaled those down and I would love to hear your guys' responses if you want to share, you know, similar to kind of three God's got you moments, but mainly of the whole year, not just the week. But then the journal prompt for this week, if you guys want to journal this out this week, is what is something you need to trust God with? And that totally applies to the whole podcast episode today. So that's the journal prompt. I challenge you to write that down, meditate on it this week, and see kind of even how God reacts to what you write down and how he responds. But I'm super excited to dive further into the topic of this week. Thanks for listening to the intro. And now let's talk about how we could trust God more with our minds. All right, it's now time to dive into the main topic for today's episode. And this topic is all about different steps that have helped me trust God more with my mind. And of course, these are not fail proof. They are not constantly working. I still have moments where I choose to let anxious thoughts and fear and nervousness control my mind instead of letting God's truth and his love and his peace control my mind. But living out these main steps over the past several months of my life have helped me grow deeper and deeper in connection with God and trusting him more. And I started studying for my big test that I passed about a month ago. I started studying for it in October of 2020, and I took the test at the beginning of November of 2021. So for about a year, I was studying for this test. And around March of 2021, I was, of course, deep in my studies, and I became pretty anxious. I think a lot of it had to do with my test. A lot of it had to do with growing up, but I really had to learn how to trust God with my mind, with my thoughts, with how I handle things. I truly do think most of it was just me growing up, becoming my own person, getting over past experiences. And I am grateful that I've gotten to know myself better and really understanding what I stand for and what matters to me. But I had to learn a lot of practical ways to 
give my mind to God and ask him to give me peace even when you know my thoughts were racing or maybe I had intrusive thoughts or I was not being the person that I wanted to be and I, I went through that and I'm you know still going through it of course but over the past several weeks my mental health has gotten so much better I think a lot of it is because I'm no longer constantly studying for this test I'm now able to have more time to focus on my passion my job spending more time with my loved ones being more present having time to just sit and not not have to think about studying but these main steps I'm going to be sharing in today's episode are what helped me overcome a lot of things it's currently helping me right now and I hope that these steps offer insight to help you if you're currently going through kind of an anxious season of life or if you feel like you're about to step into an anxious season So I hope these tips help you. I have about five or six main steps some of them could be torn down into separate steps but for the most part I count on my list about six main steps. Uh, Some of these you could do in order, some you could just do whenever but for me uh, doing these six main steps pretty much in this order over and over again is what is helping me so much in this season. It helped me overcome a lot of hard stuff in my last season and I think it's going to help me in future seasons. So without further ado I'm going to dive into these six steps. All right, step one is to release your anxious thoughts to God in a strategic way. Now, I started doing this a few months ago, and about a month ago, it really started working. And so just to preface, it's going to take a while for these steps to become effective, but if you keep pushing at them and keep working on them, at least for me, they became really effective. So I'd say give it a few weeks or, you know, about a month and, and just push through because they do become effective. But this step I started, like I said, uh, I guess a few months ago and it really started working about a month ago. And the step is to release your thoughts to God in a strategic way. So how do I do this? Well, how I do this is if something happens and I'm worrying about it, sometimes I don't know if I'm actually worrying about it and obsessing over it for a good reason and for a reason that God wants me to focus on or if it's just me being anxious. Sometimes. I don't know. So what I say to God is I say, hey, God, I have the situation. I'm going to choose to let it go. If you want me to think about it some more, if you want me to share it, whatever it is, please specifically bring it up to my attention. But if not, please help me keep letting it go. So I say, God, I'm going to let this go. And I'm going to focus on your love and your light and my purpose. I'm going to see the good in the day. And I'm just going to act, just just let this thing go. And I say, God, if you want to put it back in my brain, please clearly do so. And let me tell you, doing this simple prayer to God and asking him for this guidance has helped tremendously. And it took me a while to actually trust that God would do that. And I would, you know, most of the time still worry about that thing, even though I said, God, I'm going to let this go. But for the past several weeks, there's been stuff I'm like, hey, I'm giving this to you, God. I don't know if I should think about it or not, to be honest, but you know. And then he clearly shows me, do you think about it? Do you not? He he shows me what I should focus on and what not. And this makes so much sense because God knows life is short. God knows that he has big plans for each of us. He wants us to, to live with intention. He wants us to live on purpose, for a purpose. He doesn't want us to waste our time focusing on things that he doesn't really think is important. And so... I just want to let you know if you're struggling with anxious thoughts and wondering what to worry about and what not to worry about, just give it to God. Trust him and say, God, I'm just actually going to let this go. I'm just, 
throwing it out there, I'm letting it go. If you want me to focus on it, please bring it back in. And it's just kind of a way to just lay everything out to God and he'll show you what he wants you to focus on. It really works. It works a lot for me and that's why I want to share it with you. Try it out. Try it out for a few weeks or a month and I, it'll help me a lot and I really hope it helps you as well. So that's the first step. So my second step to this is once you release that to God, um, I would say focus on the good. Focus on the good things in life. Like I said, I was sharing with God, God, I'm going to focus on your light, your love, my purpose, see the good in the day. Once you release that anxious thought from your brain, fill that space with good things. One of my favorite verses is Philippians 4.8, and it talks about focusing on what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Focus on those things because we only really have so much capacity and space in our brains each day. So if we're finally able to release a negative thought, let's fill that space with some positivity so that it doesn't doesn't become filled with negativity again. And so focusing on the good gives you a different lens on the world. It helps you feel more at peace. And at least for me, it helps me want to help others more. It helps me focus more on my purpose and my passion. It takes the lens off of myself and more onto other people. I've, I've realized that the more anxious I am, the more I'm focusing on myself. But the more at peace I am, the more I'm focusing on other people. And I really think that the whole point of life is to honor God and love people. Really, I think it is. And focusing on the good can help you with that. It's helped me a lot too. So I challenge you to focus on the good things once you've released any negative thoughts. The third step is to focus on work, passion, and helping others. Like I just said, when you focus on the good, at least for me, it actually helps me focus more on what really matters in life. And when you're focusing on your purpose, you're staying busy. And when you're staying busy, you're thinking less about all the anxious things in your life. Of course, you don't want to stuff things under the surface and you don't want to be so busy that you don't deal with stuff. But let's look back to step one. You're asking God to bring up specific things if he wants you to think about them. So if you already release the anxiousness to God, you then focus on the good, you're busy with purpose, you know, God will show you what he wants you to focus on. And when you do feel that feeling of God telling you something as opposed to just your anxious stirring in your heart, listen to that feeling God tells you because that's probably something he wants you to uncover. I find that for me, when I have an anxious feeling that's from myself, my own anxiety, it feels very different than when God convicts me of something or wants me to have a certain conversation with someone. Those two levels of conflict in my heart, they feel different. I I feel like I know when God is speaking to me versus when my anxiousness is talking to me. So be on the lookout for that because if God wants to share share something with you, he will make it clear in his way, not in the anxiety-filled way. That's my belief and opinion about that. So the fourth step is, you know, once you're focusing on your work, your passion, you're busy, I'd say find some good things to listen to because you could work at tasks and be busy, but sometimes your brain has a tendency to wander. So I challenge you to find good things to listen to. Maybe it's some worship music. Maybe it's some good playlists on Spotify. They have a lot of good background music if you like the jazz or like the lo-fi, but there's also some nice pop songs or country songs on there too. I'd also challenge you to look for some good podcasts to listen to. This is not a shout out for my own podcast, but just find podcasts that are uplifting and that make you feel good. That's something that helped me a lot to overcome my anxious season. 
I wanted to keep my brain distracted and focused on other things. Some could say that you shouldn't do that. Some say that you should. At least for me, it worked to, to listen to podcasts. And the podcasts that were uplifting, that focused on quality topics, those helped me feel really good and kept my brain filled with positivity and new ideas. Or they were ideas that were similar to mine and it was just comforting to listen to that kind of content. So find good things to listen to to keep your brain busy as you're working on other things. Of course, there is some high-level work like in your job where that's, you know, focusing your mind on stuff. But if, you know, you're busy with cleaning or working out or going on a walk and you want to keep your brain active, I say find some really good content to listen to as that helps a lot. All right, step slash tip number five. I don't know if I've been saying step five or tip five, you know, the past several tips and steps I've shared, but technically step number five is to realize that you should not live in weakness, you should learn from it. Let me just say, as a perfectionist, this is very hard to do. I'm kind of that person of extremes, it's either all or nothing, if I mess up, everything else goes downhill, and it's a very strict, unhealthy way to live. So to break that cycle is hard. But what I'm learning as I'm growing up and being more in the real world, there's a lot of kind of balance when it comes to certain things. Things don't have to be all or nothing. And when you are growing up, you're understanding, okay, these are the areas in my life where I am strong. These are the areas in my life where I am weak. And A tendency that I think a lot of us have is when we realize we're weak in something, we can live in that weakness and feel like we're not good enough, that we'll always struggle with this, that we'll never get better, that we don't deserve this good thing because we're not good in this area. Whatever it is, if you have weakness, understand, okay, this is where I need some work on in my life and learn from the weakness and realize this is how I messed up in the past, this is how I could get better in the future. Don't live in shame, don't live in fear or sadness. Realize that your weakness is an opportunity for you to ask God for strength to help you overcome something. Your weakness gives you a reason to depend on God because if you are strong in every aspect of your life, if you are a high achiever in every aspect of your life, if you had a lot of motivation and discipline in every aspect of your life, you would not need to depend on God. But when you realize that your weakness can be turned around for good, that's when you could start reframing your brain about weakness. That's when you could start learning from weakness. So what do I mean by sharing that your weakness can be turned around for good? Well, for two reasons. Like I just said, it gives you a reason to depend on God and it reminds you that you actually need God to live a fulfilling, satisfied life. But the second reason that weakness can be turned around for good is that it gives you a way to relate to others. Maybe you're struggling with trusting God or maybe you're living in fear and worry. Let's say that you realize you're weak in these areas and you make a step-by-step plan to overcome them and you actually ask ask God for his intervention. Let's say it takes you a year to overcome these weaknesses. And when you overcome them, you could help other people who are struggling with those topics as well. You could say, hey, I was here. I asked God for help. I put in the work. I asked for his grace. He grew me. This is where I am today. And you can grow too. So weakness can actually make you relatable and help you bring the light of Jesus to other people. And what I've been trying to do is instead of living in my weakness and feeling bad and feeling like I'm stuck in some areas, say, okay, this is how I am. 
I could grow from it and I'm going to learn from it. And I'm actually going to use this weakness for good. This is a step that I'm actively working on right now, but it's one new realization that could help you when you go through an anxious season or when you're trying to trust God more with your mind, because instead of living in your failure, you're learning from it and you're moving on and actually using it for good, which is what God wants you to do with hard things in your life. And so step six is to reframe your thoughts as soon as you can. Now, when it comes to trusting God with your mind, we build habits on how we react to things, how we respond to things, how we handle conflict, how we communicate. We have habits in the ways that we think and act, and it can be very hard to break those habits. And so one thing that is actively helping me right now, and I don't do this all the time because I'm actually really working on this step when it comes to mental health, but when I have a thought or an action that I do not like and it's not something I want part of my life, I try to reframe that thought and say, nope, that's the old Isabel. That's the old way of thinking, the old way of acting. I'm actually going to reframe and move on. And this is something that I, like I said, I'm working on right now. But when you just stop in a cycle of spiraling thoughts or stop in a way that you don't want to live, you say, nope, I'm stopping and I'm moving on. And that helps you not live in that weakness. It helps you not think, oh, I messed up here, I messed up here, I'm going to mess up again. Because when you're focusing on messing up, you're going to keep messing up. So stopping in the middle of what you don't like, reframing and going on with your day helps so much. And doing an immediate reframe is extremely helpful. I think doing this in conjunction with realizing that you should not live in your weakness, you should learn from it, is a great way to continue a healthy mindset. Because the first couple tips I shared were ways to release an unhealthy mindset. And then these last couple tips are ways you could continue to grow out of that unhealthy mindset you're currently in or grow out of future unhealthy mindsets. Because as you know, in different seasons of life, you will develop different habits, you will develop different ways of thinking, you will develop different ways of communication. And so constantly growing over and over again, developing healthy habits, uncovering unhealthy ones, it's so important and I really would say these last two steps are helping me currently right now as I'm continuing to live a healthy mental state. So I hope that these six steps to trusting God with your mind were helpful. If you have any other recommendation of different steps or tips you're implementing in your own life when it comes to mental health, please share them with me so that I could share them on next week's podcast episode. You could DM them to me at my girl God's Got You Instagram or shoot me an email at the podcast Instagram, which is in the show notes below, because I would love to hear how God's working in your life, especially when it comes to what's going on in your mind. It is so important because as I said earlier, you only have one life to live. Life is so short and God wants you to do so much with your life. And so I challenge you to, to try out these steps or ask a mentor or a family member or a close friend how they handle their mental health so that you could also learn how to take care of your mental health. As I said earlier, life is so short and God wants us to do so much with our lives. I went through a season of my life where I was growing a lot and these six steps helped me tremendously and I really hope that they help you because I don't want you to waste any time on anxious negative thoughts. I want you to be able to trust God with your mind so that you can live life on purpose, live in peace, live in joy, glorify God, and use your gifts to serve other people. So girl, I hope you have a happy Tuesday. I'm excited to talk to you next week and never forget that girl, God's got you.